generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. All right, great. I'm going to be going into the word uh, very shortly. Acts chapter 3. Who remembers the pap we drank last week? How many people were blessed by the three-day prayer and fasting? The 12 watches incredible can we celebrate all of our leaders leaders of teams and prayer leaders who were blazing hot and on fire they did not come to play at all we glorify god and who was there on the final night final night i thought we we're gonna go one hour went two hours and there were so many prophetic confirmations and healings people who just stumbled on the prayer call and people who were already about to sleep and they joined in. They were just healed by the power of God. We give God praise. We crossed the 50,000 listen mark on MixLR. And we crossed the 300 mark following on MixLR as well. Some of you are not excited. It's okay because on your MixLR account, you have 2 million followers and all of us. So I understand. It's great. So today, I'm going to be giving you pop in the first service and akara in the second service. Are you, are you ready? Who remembers the pop we drank last week? Number one, prayer accesses power. Number two, prayer activates potential. Number three, prayer alters people. All right. Somebody say pop. Look at somebody say, which one of them is your favorite pop? Which one? Let the person tell you. I'm going to be giving you two or three more expressions of pop. P-A-P, just in case you don't know what that is. Papilo, I know you say one day, you can make us proud. So you use this pop with the milk of the word. Desire the sincere milk of the word. How many of you like pop and milk? And then you can put some honey there because it says I'm taking to a land flowing with. What more could a Nigerian ask for? When you have pop? Milk and what? Sorry, I see you smiling. I know, I know it's like, sort of like dry, but you can smile. If you're going to do something, just do it with all your... What's your name, sir? Yeah, yes. Israel. I mean, we're talking about you know, your, the covenant God has with you, Israel. Land flowing with more, what? Milk and honey. Now I'm giving you pap, so you can add it to it. Except, except you like costat. But costat is also good because the Bible says that if you're going to follow me, it will cost you something. Cost heart. And your hardship as a good soldier of Christ. <laughs> like the way Israel is just like, hmm, this pastor is very deep. Acts chapter 3. <laughs> if you're online, give us some love, type some love emoji post a love emoji and we salute you and honor you on instagram and mixlr and facebook and youtube actually the three from verse one to verse ten i'm going to read alone for time's sake the bible says in verse one now peter and john went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer which was the ninth hour what time of the day from our own clock is the ninth hour what time what time 
3 p.m. I taught you the last week. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they lay daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful. And what was he doing there? He was asking alms from those who entered the temple, who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked for alms. And fixing his eyes on him with John, Peter said, Look at us. Another one says, look on us. Give us your attention. So he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. Then Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have, I give to you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. I prophesy this morning over somebody with a seemingly crippled situation that you will rise up and you will walk. You will step out from the place of complacency. You will break out of the place of normalcy. You will remove yourself from that situation where people have been putting you, placing you, dumping you, abandoning you. They've described you based on that location. What I'm saying to you prophetically is that your location is about to change. Your emotional location is about to change. You have been at Depression Avenue, Anxiety Street, Worry Environment, Exhaustion Estate, Intimidation Veal. But God is about to move you into Joy Avenue, Prosperity Lane, Advancement Quarters, Blessing Estate. Are you hearing what I'm saying? If it's not you I'm talking to, say nothing, do nothing. But if it's you I'm talking to, not your neighbor, not somebody and say, I am moving. Moved, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted up, lifted him up. And immediately, his feet and ankle bones received strength. So he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered the temple with them, walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. Then they knew that it was he who sat begging alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. Somebody who walk in wonders in your generation. That amen can be stronger. We established a solid foundation last week and we began to look at a couple of things about prayer. And we said that prayer is the access by which or the methodology, the instrumentality by which God reveals things to you. That God reveals things to you in the place of prayer. That prayer actually determines that degree, the nature, the quality of revelation that you're going to have in the things of God and that the more you're able to pray or the more you pray, the bigger your capacity is because God cannot trust you with much until he can trust you with the place of prayer. That God will answer our prayers the more we pray. So we spoke about a couple of things about how prayer makes power available. He says the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous man not the smesme. Even though you might run an SME, God does not want you to be smesme. Look at somebody. Say, I know that you might be running an SME. Look at that person. Say, you might be running an SME. Uh, two SMEs. But but you don't have to do smesme. Uh, there is a there is a song. Who remembers the song? Kolekpa Tewa Kosila Mori Kari Owanshe. 
Sing it one more time, you know it. Go lay batewa. Go to lay corri. Oh, one she smess me be a lie. Go lay batewa. Can you batewa? I'm not talking about the hairstyle batewa, I'm talking about your hand. Go lay batewa. What else? What, what's it doing? Jump up on your feet, say you are not allowed to do smesme. Smesme means sluggish. It means mumurish. It means like you're exhausted. But tell somebody you are not allowed to do smesme in the place of prayer. Look at somebody say you have to pray karakarali. You know what karakarali when you pray karakara in the Yoruba language means with intensity, with fervor that your body will be folding. How do I know that's the kind of prayer you need to pray? The words is when Jesus was praying in the garden of Gethsemane, he was praying so karakarali. How do I know that he was sweating with what drops of blood? Which means that like GB cited in one of the prayer calls in the course of, course of the week, the prayer must engage the total man. Your spirit is praying, your soul is praying and your body is praying. I know that some of us, we might laugh at some people. Have you seen some denominations, some prayer places, that when they are praying, they are going... It does not necessarily mean their prayer is more effective, but it could mean that you, who may have some kind of intellectual superiority and some kind of spiritual and religious arrogance, they were saying, Dear God, I know that you alone add God, that thou art the most high God who reigns in the affairs of men, and even though I'm not British, I'm still going to talk like one. Uh, you're still speaking like that. You are not praying caracarily because when you're praying karakali, your body will be vibrating, your heart will be in the prayer, you will be immersed in prayer and you don't care how much your mascara is because you know that there is something that is deeper than your lipstick, there is something that is better than your eyelash or your tirol or your makeup that you want something that is deeper than all of that. Who am I talking to this morning? Can I propose to you that possibly one of the reasons you're not generating enough energy is that your prayer is not moving you so how do you expect it to move mountains? I deal with every complacency, every coldness in the house and the place of prayer. That you will not only pray, you will pray with fervency. Help me go to seven people, low leg them, and say pray karakarali. Five more people. Pray with intensity, pray with fervency, pray with audacity, pray with, in, with grace, pray with fire, pray with passion, pray with joy, pray that way. Your Lord and Savior, pray till it was sweating blood, but you, you are sleeping till so you are salivating. Your Lord and Savior, pray, blood was coming out. Look at somebody, what's coming out of you? It's a serious matter. Now the sweat is not the prayer. Because you can sweat but your prayer is eaten nowhere. But when the Bible speaks about levels of prayer, one of the dimensions they use, the expressions he uses is labor. Do you see a lady who is still cool, calm and collected in the place of labor? Do you see any lady taking selfies during labor? Talk to me. 
during labor. Well, Dalakba says he's seen a couple of people taking selfies during labor. During labor in the intensity. I'm not talking about CS. I'm not talking. I'm saying the baby is coming out. You saw somebody. Well, I'd like to meet that person. It's actually very possible. That might be the odd 0.01%. But in real labor, when you're doing real business, at some point, the phone is going to fall out of your hands. At some point, all the accessories and all the gadgets are going to fall in. The reason certain things have not happened in your life is that you are too sophisticated to win that battle. The sword of the spirit is not a bread knife. Isn't it to slice bread? Some of you are posing with the shield of faith. I got this. See my shield of faith. My shield is better than yours. Look at your neighbor. Say your accessories. Sorry. Tell the person the weapons of your warfare are not accessories. Tell the person the armor of God is not for makeup. Look at someone say the armor of God is not for costume party. Have you seen my armor? Have you seen my armor? I've got my armor. Amor, Amor, fervency. The prayer that altered Jesus was fervent prayer. And if I'm going to give you the next pop, you must be ready for it. So the next pop, sit for a moment. The next pop is the prayer. Check this out. Prayer advances purpose. Prayer advances purpose. The purposes of God are not advanced, watch this, by oratory. The purposes of God are not advanced by poetry. You can be a fantastic orator, but the world does not shift based on you being an orator. The, word, the world shifts based on you being an oracle. An orator knows how to speak the right words. An oracle speaks the words of God. An orator uses fine sounding language. An oracle announces the mind of God. Demons don't respond to articulation, they respond to divine revelation. So it can have the right words, the flowery statements, the flowery sentences, but in the spirit, those words are weightless. There is no density and no capacity. That's why even Jesus, he did not just emerge and start his ministry for him to advance on the purposes of God. What was the first thing he did? The Bible says that he was led by the spirit of God into the wilderness. Guess what? And what did he do? He prayed for how many days? 40 days and 40 nights. He was not only praying, he was fasting. Why? Pray so you don't become a prey. Pray so you don't play. Fast so that you can last. If Jesus prayed and fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, why do you expect advancement in that purpose, that business and that career without prayer? Prayer does not mean God becomes more powerful based on your prayer and fasting. It means that you purge yourself of the excesses, the weights, the appetites, the loss, the distractions, the cravings, the longings, the weakness of your infirmity so that you can come before God with a clear conscience and a pure heart and therefore when it releases fresh oil upon you, it's not contaminated with the fracture of your personality it's not contaminated with the excesses of your nature, it is not contaminated with the dregs of your past or your history, you have emptied yourself of self and therefore you can receive of the Lord, are you hearing this this morning? 
Only seven people responded. If you keep eating everything up, life will soon start eating you up. Anything you find, you eat. Food, you're eating. If you're here and the Lord has never been able to interrupt your breakfast, He has never succeeded. You are about eating. You have served it. Eba and okra. Some say breakfast. Yes, that's how some people break in the morning. Break their fast in the morning. Eba and okra. The okra is drawing. Reminds you of the hymn, Draw Me Nearer. Apu, strong in the morning. You hit the ground running. Heavy density. You're about to eat all those heavy things. And the spirit, you can hear the spirit of God. And you know the temperature and the texture of certain impressions and nudgings. You know how it speaks to you. The moment you are sensing that he's about to say, my son, my son. Before the second, my son lands. You say, my God, my God. You have eaten the food. God has never succeeded in interrupting your breakfast everything you must eat you must eat and guess what at some point life is eating you up because check this out one of the ways in which you're energized in your spirit man is that you starve your flesh for the sake of your spirit you starve your body so prayer advances purpose whenever it seems like your life is stuck you need to engage in a strategic bombardment of the barricades of hell in the place of prayer look at what jesus said he said upon this rock what will i do i will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail now do gates move do gates move Gates, do they leave where they are? I know they're revolving gates automatically, but do they leave where they are? So who is supposed to be advancing? Is it the gates or is it the church? How does the church advance? Before the savior of the church, the Christ, started his ministry, did he pray and fast or not? The prophets who prophesied about the Christ, did they pray and fast or not? The disciples, watch this, who are going to be the prime leaders of the church in Acts, in the book of Acts, from chapter 1, chapter 2, chapter 3, did they pray and fast or not? Look at somebody say, the baton has been passed over to you. The baton is in your hand right now. Look at somebody say, the baton is in your hand right now. What are you doing with it? Are you admiring it? Are you turning into a ruler? Have you turned it into roller pins for your hair? What are you doing with the baton? Some of you are too casual. And you know you're going to think to yourself, you're going to the same heaven that brother Paul went to. Who said, if I die, I will be excited. If I die for the gospel, I'm looking forward to it but you food you haven't given up we created a prayer watch you did not even show up the only watch you know is the one you're wearing oh my god my god but i sense that something is bubbling in the house that there is a radical rise of hunger and aggression in somebody's spirit i can't really find the person because the people whose faces i'm looking at they don't have that clean so fire in their faces so i'm looking for somebody i think that person is somewhere at the back that when your vessel is empty the oil of God will come in such a dramatic fashion and you will see advancement in the purposes of God for your life the church does not grow by prayer the sorry without prayer the, your life will not grow without prayer prayer is hardwired into the growth mechanism of God prayer advances purpose in the book of Ezra 
Ezra said that we sought the face of the Lord. We decided to fast, to ask him what is the way for us and our children and all that were with us. If you want to see advancement in your life, take out some time. When was the last time you took out time off work? He said, it's interesting. Now people take time off work. They take time off work to go and visit family. They take time off work. In example here, you've taken time off work without a legitimate reason. You just say, I'm not feeling quite 100% today. I'm not feeling 100. Sir, may, please, may I be excused? Ma, please, may I be excused? So you take time out to sleep, to rest. When was the last time you budgeted some days of your vacation or your holiday to pray. Sounds like I'm always on holiday because I have no job. That's a problem. Pray. Look at somebody eyeball to eyeball. Say pray to advance the purposes of God for your life. Listen to this. Even if you're doing well and doing the right things, at some point in your life, it will look like you've hit a plateau. That's the way life is. A plateau is not always an indication that you're doing something wrong. A plateau is an indication that you've exhausted the possibilities on that level. And you need to rise higher. Because when you don't rise higher, you know what happens? The law of diminution returns. Your emotions start getting in the way. Your passion. That's what happens to many believers. You're praying for 15 minutes, 15 minutes every day. And after a while, 15 minutes is not doing any longer because it's like gym in, in, in the gym or going to the gym. You're lifting 6 kg. After a while, 6 kg feels very light. They start lifting 9 kg, 12 kg, 15 kg. If you stay stuck on that level, guess what happens? You become bored and your muscles are not growing. And there are people here, your muscles are no longer growing. Therefore... You are bored of the gym and at the same time you can't lift the weights that life is throwing at you. Somebody say pray. The Bible says Elijah was a man of like passions. Elijah, media I need the Bible verses not just the point. It says Elijah was a man of like passion. But guess what? He prayed that there shall be no rain. Guess what? For three and a half years. A man of like passion. And even the weather cooperated. Do you know something about prayer? That when you are a man of prayer, your prayer will advance the purpose of God to the degree that even natural elements will bow to the power and the potency of your prayer. Have you not seen in the Bible, in the book of Joshua, that Joshua said to the son, what did he say to the son? Son, stand still. Now, people think Joshua just jumped and said, hey, I'm the successor of Moses. Son, John, son, stand still. No. And by the way, the fact that you follow somebody does not mean you've adopted their lifestyles and their culture. How do I know that Joshua was a man of prayer because the Bible says he walked with Moses not just that but there was a time when Moses had turned the place of prayer that Moses left the place of prayer guess what Joshua still stayed there so what transforms your life is not just the fact that you are close to people is that you allow their personal culture become yours wearing a Jesus sticker does not make you like him If you can't say amen, say ouch. If you can't say ouch, say yeah. But don't say nothing. In other words, say something. He was a man of prayer. Son, stand still. Boom. Do you know the great thing about the son standing still, Joshua? Do you know it was not the son that stood still? Are you aware? 
Because from your knowledge of geography, what really happened? It was the earth. It was the earth that literally stood still. Watch this. So two major things here. A man of prayer can stop the earth. Only three people got that one. A man of prayer can stop the earth. If Joshua could stop the earth, you can stop the cancer in your family. You can stop the untimely death pattern in your family. You can stop the joblessness in your house. You can stop the disease. Oh my God, where are the prayer people I'm talking to? Some of you sitting crossing your legs. You're not ready for what I'm talking about. I'm talking. See, the things of the spirit respond to hunger, and hunger is evidenced by post so that still face will not work I know you say that's where I am no 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 we're talking about alteration by now somebody should be pacing somebody should be shouting somebody should be jumping somebody should be turning their face to a wall and praying through the revelation that stillness will not work the Bible says since the days of John the Baptist the kingdom of heaven suffers violence don't say I'm not a violent man Jesus said that's the way the kingdom works prayed how did he pray earnest so joshua stopped the sun what did elijah do what did elijah do he stopped the rain what did jesus do he stopped the winds what will you stop in your generation what will you stop in your generation because it is mortal men that always say it was due to circumstances beyond my control it's mortal men that have the permission to use that expression over and over. The man of prayer can say it is beyond my control, but it's not beyond the control of my controller. It may be beyond my natural control, but Elijah stopped the rain for three and a half years. Joshua stopped the sun for a couple of hours. Jesus stopped the wind. Please shout to me. What will you stop in your generation? Deutor, it's good to see you this morning, but shout aloud, everybody. What will you stop in your generation? Oh, you're not ready to stop anything. The Bible speaks about those old time, or rather history, records of those old time preachers that when they walked through a city, they stopped alcoholism for years. They stopped prostitution for years. They stopped malaria for years. John G. Lake, he stopped a virus that died on his hands for months in South Africa. What will you stop in your generation? I'm waiting, I'm listening. So you're speaking in tongues. I'm listening. What will you stop in your generation? Shout it. Oh, you can't shout it. Okay, generation is too big for your mind. What will you stop in your life? Shout it. Sickness. What else will you stop in your life? Lack. What else will you stop in your life? Stagnation. What else will you stop in your life? Limitation, what else will you stop in your life? Mediocrity, what else will you stop in your life? Low, low level thinking, what else will you stop? Listen, until you approach prayer with this kind of aggression, you will only get my, my answers. In prayer you can stop, in prayer you can start, in prayer you can kick start, in prayer you can jump start. Elisha died. His bones were still carrying the unction. Are you hearing this? They carried a man, a dead man, 
and they jumped him in the sepulcher of Elijah. There was a latent anointing in the bones of Elisha. That when the body of the dead man hit the bones of Elisha, guess what? There was still enough resurrection power to come out of that place. Who knows what I'm talking about? You've got to pray to a degree. Why was there still power in his bones? Because when he was praying, he was not just praying with his tongues. Even his entire body was involved. And so the powers of regeneration were still latent in his bones. Come on somebody. That when it that thing hits his bones even though his time on earth was over his anointing was still effective I pray over this atmosphere that everything in your life that makes you usual casual normal ordinary circumstantial everything in your life that makes Makes you give excuses for mediocrity, for inferiority, for lack of fervency. It is judged now in the name of Jesus. Throw up your two hands and shout, I will pray. Shout aloud and long. Stress it and stretch it. Call your name, Damilola Oluwatoimbo. You will now pray for one minute. You will advance kingdom purpose by prayer. Pray, pray. What will you stop in your generation? Or will you always allow something to stop you? Allow people to stop you? Allow circumstances to stop you? Allow... Now be seated and ensure that you're in this prayer posture. It is serious business. When God wants to advance his purpose on earth, he raises people of prayer. Jesus was not even born on earth without prophets and prophetesses praying years before his arrival, but also at the time of his arrival. How many of you remember Simeon and Hannah in the book of Luke chapter 1? The Bible says that Simeon and Hannah, that they were praying in the temple. And when Jesus was born and brought for his dedication, you know what they said? They said, now we can go to rest because our eyes have seen the glory of the Lord. What is that thing that God will entrust you with? God has entrusted us cooperatively to raise kings and to reach one billion souls. Everybody look at that wall. Can you see that? It's not just decoration. You can see elements of the vision and the calling there. One billion souls, not one billion naira. God didn't call us to raise millionaires. He called us to raise disciples. Are you following this now? So the carnal work of the church is not being orators but being oracles. It's not playing to the gallery, but praying his purposes. It's not, oh, come on, somebody. Because when the church misses that, and the church sees its profit as money instead of souls, then we will go for, guess what, marketing instead of evangelism. And we'll go for customer service instead of discipleship. Are you following what I'm saying? And we'll go into user-friendly instead of God-conscious. Look at somebody say, do not be worldly. Canal, usual, regular. I will pray. Shouted, I will pray. What is God trusting you to produce? 
You are not just sister fine girl. There's an anointing waiting to be stirred up. That is why for people who have not been joining us, for those who have not been joining us for the hour of prayer, join us for the hour of prayer. Come by 7.30 and come and pray. Don't be a consumer. Do you know why? Because when we go into marketing instead of evangelism, we will attract consumers instead of co-laborers. And people will come with entitlements instead of a heart to serve. You're seeing this now. This is why Paul said, my little children for whom I travail until Christ be formed in you. Because it is prayer that advances the formation of the character of Christ and people. It is not entertainment. It is spiritual empowerment. And when it is, you see yourself just listening passively to a message. You are saying that you're here to consume. But when it is that your lips are moving, your hand is shouted, your whole body is seated right, you're well postured. You're saying, I'm not just here to consume. I'm here to call labor, to birth the purposes of God in the earth somebody say advance through prayer number five pop is the prayer accelerates progress prayer accelerates progress the word says Peter and John were the hour of prayer and guess what they were going to the temple and they find this man and this man is looking for arms is praying and just basically begging trying to find a handout Paul or Peter said silver and gold I do not have but that which I have, I give unto you in the name of Jesus. He said a prayer. Rise up and walk. And he pulled him by the right hand. Immediately, his ankles and his bones, they received strength. And this man walking, leaping, and praising God. I have one more part to give you. And I have a car for you in the second service. But I'm not sure I'll be able to talk about the next part because of time. But let me deal with this one. Look at this. He says, so he what leaping up stood and walked and can I ask you a question for how long has this man been lame for how long has he been lame we read it in the text from birth from the womb so the moment he was fully formed in the womb there was something distorted about his ankles, about his bone structure, maybe some kind of hormonal deficiency, maybe some kind of challenge. Can I just pray at this point for everyone who's going to have a baby, whether you're married or single, that your babies are perfected from the womb. No deformity, no infirmity, no kind of complication or difficulty. All their organs will be fully formed. The path of regeneration will be in full operation. The fear that the enemy has been trying to project in your mind and a subconscious mind to say you lived a wayward life therefore God will punish you by damaging your children that devil is a liar your children will be strong and vibrant and rich by the graces and the glory of the most high God in the name of Jesus from the mother's womb he couldn't walk now for children that were not lame from the womb for them to leap do they start leaping the moment they are born do they start leaping when they learn to walk immediately? Follow me. What do they learn to do first? Crawl, come on. You're getting that now? What's the first thing they learn to do? What's the next thing they learn to do? Stand and hold on to something. By the way, Shia sent me a lovely video of OG. Do you know what OG was doing in the video? 
he was dancing to Jesus is my doctor and angels is incredible incredible he was dancing and it was very dramatic I've, I've asked him for the permission to post it so you're going to see it right think about that somebody called my wife in the course of the week and said you know what I'm right here I'm scheduled for surgery I'm about to go into the theater and guess what's played in my head Jesus is my doctor and so please help me thank Pastor Dami. That thing stuck in my head and I know that this surgery is going to go well. So don't joke with spontaneous outbursts of the spirit. The problem I think I have with many of you is that you don't take your life so seriously. So I'm telling you to be energized and rich. You don't understand that's the way I've become the way I am. I don't joke with spiritual substance even if it looks like a joke. Do you understand? If you treat life casually, you might end up being a casualty. So what they do, they start by crawling first. And the next thing is that they stand against things. Then what's the next thing? They try to stand by themselves and what happens? The fall. And they fall again. And the fall. And somebody's got to like sort of use something to help them move until they fall again. Then after a while, their ankles are strengthened and their bone structure finds the firmness to be able to bear the entirety of their bodies. Now this man had never walked before. I feel the power of God on here. He had never walked before. He had not gone through the processes. His bones were not even flexible. His joints were possibly kicked with stiff muscles or sinews. He did not have any kind of therapist to help him accelerate the use of his appendages or his phalanges or his body parts. But the first motion he made was not crawling. The first motion he made was not standing. The first motion he made was not even holding on to any one of them. The first thing he did was that he left the floor leaping. Somebody has been on ground zero for such a long time. You have been stuck on the floor. No support. Low life. Dependency. Repeated patterns. Complication. Exhaustion. But as you pray as you press deeper in prayer you are going to be leaping I don't know whose word this one is but I proclaim a leap in your life 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 a leap in your life, in your life. typically you should crawl then you should walk then you should run then you should leap typically you should see the adverts for vacancy uh, then you should apply for the job uh, then you should get on the job uh, then you were promoted uh, but God is about to skip uh, some parts of the process God is about to move you in faster paces uh, because time is fast spent uh, and acceleration is necessary you will enter that organization with a leap you will enter that industry with a leap you will enter that space with a leap you will move with a leap typically what should happen is that your healing anointing should heal migraine and pain then heal maybe tummy ache then maybe you progress to bone issues and organ failure then you raise the dead but God is about to skip some parts of the process somebody will raise the dead typically you should move from
from not giving any offering uh, to giving 1,000 and 5,000, 50,000. Uh, but who dares to believe uh, that in the month of February, uh, you are going to give a gift in hundreds of thousands to kings? Uh, typically, my God, uh, it should be slow and steady. But here comes Yeshua with the speed of God. You are about to accelerate. You are about to accelerate. Somebody shall pop. Prayer accelerates progress. Prayer can give to you what the Range Rover can give to you, what the Maserati can give to you, what the Rolls Royce can give to you, what the Bentley can give to you, what the G Wagon can give to you. What is a G Wagon when there is a G O D Wagon? What is a G Wagon when the G O D is your G? What is a G? Somebody's about to accelerate. I feel speed coming in your wings coming in your wings you are about to leap somebody who believes it raise your voice and shout a yes shout aloud typically what should happen is that you will move from the bike to the marwa the kekena pep the tricycle then move to the bus then move to the boat but let me tell you about the nuts and bolts of prayer the nuts and bolts of prayer is the prayer can bolt anything that should be bolted and lock them up with nuts but prayer can also also make you move like a lightning bolt and make your enemy go nuts I don't know who I'm talking to but you are about to press into the nuts and bolts of prayer you will bolt faster than you send bolt you will move and accelerate I speak it over your life I speak it over this house go forward go forward rise and shine accelerate break the limits leap over walls run through troops I speak as a prophet over your life red to say Kelly and Topose, move, move, move out of dependency, move out of being a squatter, move out of begging and borrowing, move out of waiting to making things happen, move out of the confines and the constraints, move out of the elements of discouragement and despondency, move out of the hellhole of hopelessness and helplessness, move by the Spirit, move in the Holy Ghost, accelerate, blast pass, yeah! he entered the temple you are going to enter something that you've been standing at the gates you've been at the gates you can see it but you've not entered into it by prayer by the connection of prayer you are entering into that place. You are entering into that place. I said you are entering into that place. How have you been seeing it? You've been seeing it by working for people who are living there. You have seen them talk about their testimony. You have seen them minister grace in untold dimensions. You have seen them testify of the goodness of God. Listen, when people around you are testifying, you don't need to be envious. You don't need to be jealous. You don't need to feel like there's a competition. You need to rejoice with them because when God blesses your neighbor, it's a sign that he is in your neighborhood. And I don't know who it is who's been seeing progress here 
here, there, and everywhere. You might as well thank God for the progress in their lives and rejoice with those who rejoice because you are about to carry yours, drive yours, live in yours, wear yours, give yours. You are accelerating. Somebody shout a yes. Somebody hold a yes. Oh Lord, as we wrap up our prayer in the service, I want to observe that the Bible speaks concerning Elijah in 1 Kings chapter 18 and verse 46. Maybe I might pick it up from here in the second service. 1 Kings 18, 46, media help us. It says the hand of the Lord came upon Elijah. And Elijah, thank you, Elijah girded up his loins. So there is a place, see what I've been telling you. When you come to a service, gird up your loins. Don't sit like babake. Don't sit sloppy. Don't sit like, mm, let's just, no. There is something about it, about alertness, about being awake, about being conscious, about taking the things of God with fervency, about pacing if you have to pace, about excusing yourself if the space is too small. He says that Elijah girded up his loins, not like the Old Testament belt. He put himself together. And what did he do? He ran ahead of the entrance of Jezreel before the horses and the chariots of Ahab. Ahab was on chariots. He had superior technology. He had the power, horsepower. But don't forget what I said to you last week about Elijah and Elisha. That Elisha prayed, Lord, open this man's eyes that he may say that those who are with us are what? Those who are with us are more than those who are against us. And God opened the eyes of uh, Gehazi and saw that the mountain was filled with chariots and horses. So even here, when Elijah was running, some of y'all not getting this right now. When he was out running the chariots of Ahab, people could not see the wheels, but angels were carrying him. Because prayer attracts the ministry of angels. Go and look at it. When the early church prayed continually, somebody say pray. Somebody say pray long. How many of you remember this thing we used to do in primary school? That you put the, the cobble, 50 cobble, 10 cobble, 5 cobble on the paper. You put it there, it's there, but nobody can see it. But when you begin to apply pressure and you shade it, whoever did it, then the palm tree or the palm nuts, they are transferred onto the paper. Prayer transfers the provisions of angelic intervention from the invisible realm to the visible realm. So as the church was praying, the Bible says that an angel appeared in the prison yard of Peter. Why? Because there is an intensity, potency, and frequency that commands the activity of the angels. That's why, Gomayakaba, as a matter of fact, let me just mention this, not all angels can survive or fully function in every atmosphere. There must be a temperature. This is the reason the Bible says concerning Daniel ever since you started praying and fasting on the first day I was already coming with your angel but guess what the prince that eventually came to Daniel did not come until the 21st day he said why he said I was held back the angel said I was held back by the prince of Persia a demonic spirit watch this was holding back as an angel do you know why angels hearken to the voice of the Lord what does that mean not to the word of the Lord God speaks the word 
but to the voice of the word of the Lord which means that angels are enriched by the voices of believers holding on to the word of God that means an angel can be stuck in transition because your words and your voice are not being heard you are not hearing this it's too deep for some of you it's too deep for some of you so as they were praying it says prayers were made continually an angel could survive in that atmosphere of prayer how many of you know as a human being you can't survive in every room on earth even though you're on earth some rooms will choke you some rooms the perfume is too strong the smoke is too strong but when you are praying angels are coming angels are coming to carry somebody angels carried Elijah in the natural they couldn't see angels but in the spiritual the progress you are about to make will not make sense the progress you are about to make will not make sense it will not make sense it will not make sense people will say we can't see the connections but you know you're praying we can't see the angels but you know you're praying we can't see how it's moving but you know you're praying can you turn it into prayer for the next 60 seconds Paul and Silas prayed and there was an earthquake. I believe angels were involved. When the walls of Jericho fell down flat, I believe angels were involved. When in the days of Elisha, those four lepers were walking, but in the camps of the enemy, they were hearing the sounds of hundreds and thousands of angels of, of men i believe those were angels stamping 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 but you must voice the word of the lord even elijah who had prayed had to gird up the loins what is the loins of the believer put yourself together with the truth what is the belt of the believer ephesians 6 the belt of truth that means tighten the truth around your infrastructure hold on to it bind the truth around your life Bind the truth on you. Feel the truth. One more minute. Do business in prayer. Zotadovi zekotiasis. Pilatovi zimakos. Sumerios kubatish. Voskilatobratus. Vribos supalia. Turakapande. Glizos supratis. Klima krozalia. Zuvrati basosis. This is how you were built up in prayer. Raise your hands as I prophesy over you. In the name of Jesus, receive fresh oil. Receive fresh oil of prayer. Receive a fresh mantle of prayer. Motike supalayata. Don't just shout amen. Somebody, something is dropping on you. Some of you can feel it physically. Some of you will feel it like oil. Some of you will feel it like fire. Some of you will feel it like winds, like waves. Some of you will feel it. Some of you might not feel anything, but receive it by faith. Angels have been released to help you. But like the things of the spirit, angels are voice activated. 
He said that they are ministering spirits unto them who are the heirs of salvation. So angels are like divinely assigned domestic assistants. Divinely assigned domestic assistants. But guess what? You have a driver in your house, a cook in your house, a house manager in your house. Many times they didn't do anything until they hear your voice. And there are two ways that you tell them what to do directly or they're not doing anything but when they hear you come into the kitchen they put themselves together who knows what i'm talking about or they see themselves doing something wrong with a car they put themselves together if angels don't feel your movements you don't empower them to do many things from today Steve, you will have some encounters with angels. You will have some encounters with angels because of the assignment upon your life. And so I pray for everybody in this place that the grace to see yourself the way God sees you is exploded in your spirits. You will know that prayer is a butt meeting. Prayer is not just an agenda. You will show up early for corporate times of prayer. You will show up early for your personal time of prayer. Receive grace now in the name of Jesus. Receive oil now in the name of Jesus. May the angels allocated to kings find a conducive environment in your prayer space to do what they are designed to do for you, which is to accelerate the purposes of God in your life, to advance the purposes of God in your life. You will no longer be stuck in the jail like Paul and Silas, but wherever you are stuck, Rosemont, let there be shakings in the earth. Let there be thunderings in the earth. Let there be activations. From today, you move forward. I break the carnality consciousness. Some of you are more familiar with your human nature than your divine nature. And that is where almost all your problems are from. When it's time to give, you give based on natural circumstance. When it's time to minister, you minister based on natural circumstance. When it's time to receive by faith, you receive based on... From today... The Bible says be ignorant and evil. Why are you dropping your hands? Raise those hands. It says be ignorant and evil and be knowledgeable in that which is good. May your understanding of spiritual things be elevated. May your consciousness of the divine nature be doubled. You are a burn fire. You are a bonfire. You are a burning fire. You are on fire. You carry the glory, the grace, the gospel of God. You move into new territories. You displace demonic entities. You shatter limitations. You break gates of brass. Good things trail you. In the name of Jesus, somebody give God praise and glory. Is that the best you can do? is rising on an emerging generation of kings to join this growing community of kings visit www.kingdomcentral.org and send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566 one more thing someone you know needs this kindly share this how